0: Hello, and welcome to the Bookish Banter Podcast, where we'll be sharing our opinions about our favorite books, authors, and bookish impulse buys. Follow along on our journey to finishing and sharing our endless TBR. Go ahead and subscribe, leave us a review, and follow us on our Instagram and TikTok at the Bookish Banter Podcast. Let's get started. This episode contains spoilers from Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston and references to the Throne of Glass series by Sarah J. Maas. Hi, how's it going? It's going well. How are you? I am great. I still need to, I know I said this like many episodes ago that I was replanting my winter crops and I still haven't done it. They're just out in my garden thriving. So that's on my list to do this weekend coming up. Is I would like some peppers, I think for my garden and a couple of other things, but my tomato plant is like dying slowly, still producing tomatoes in the like 117 degree heat that I fed this bad boy for a year and a half. If he doesn't make it through the summer, I'll be so sad. (laughs)
1: yeah my parents their garden is thriving right now and they keep they're like we have all these serranos and we have jalapenos and we have all these peppers and zucchini and uh, all melons and all the things and i'm just like i wish i had a garden time
0: to be alive my jalapeno plant is doing well but hasn't grown at all i've probably gotten like 10 or 12 jalapenos off it and it couldn't Mm -hmm. be longer than my forearm (laughs) it is like a baby plant and they make like big big jalapenos
1: yeah so i again on the book buying ban um I got my in the last episode I talked about how I bought the last three of uh the throne of glass series I just got them in the mail so I have the complete throne of glass set um so I'm really excited about that
0: I only own two of them I'm not a true bookstagrammer because okay. I don't own throne of glass I have been renting all of them from the library and I panic rented them all at once because I was worried about first of all getting all these episodes done but like transferring back in the office and so I rented the audio version and like the digital version of any one of them that I could, and also the physical copy. So my house is just like a plethora of Throne of Glass library rented <laughs> materials. swimming <laughs> in Throne of yeah. Glass. Uh, somehow I've committed to the hard covers because I thrifted those two. Oh, and, uh, but then you go. can get
1: the, you can get the pretty covers. Yeah. The Nerdy yeah. Ink covers. Oh, they're so pretty. I'm um, excited. Yeah. I had the paperbacks, but the they're plan. still... They're so cute. I
0: like them. I'm excited. I'm happy to have the whole series. So very very good on our bookish merch buying stuff. I haven't ordered anything yet. Since, yeah. I haven't ordered anything since my dad hat from Blissfully Bookish. So good for us. Yep. We're we're hanging in there. We're hanging in there. (laughs) What are we talking about this week in our fun, fun
1: bonus episode? I'm so excited. Okay. So the book that we're covering this week is Red, White, and Royal Blue. So this is our pride Episode, and we are so excited about it. We heard a lot of great things about this book, and all
0: of them are true. All of them are true. Yeah, this is her debut novel. It's by Casey McQuiston. This is her debut novel. I actually also bought, which I never do this, and I will be very sad if it's not as great, but I did buy one last stop as part of my book of the month add on also. So I got both of these this month for my book of the month. Kirsten has it too. The hardcover of this is so cute. It's got the blue from the front cover as like the lining. And I'm so happy that it's a hardcover because I really, really love this book. And I love, um, hardcovers for books that I really enjoy to read. Like many times, this is a, this is, I have no words. This one was an emotional book. I read this this week and I devoured it within like 12 hours. I literally read it right before I went to bed, woke up the next morning and like read the rest of it. It was so good. So her writing style is phenomenal. The characters are so good. The, you know, power six or whatever it is. They are just absolutely precious. I was so emotional at the end. This has been like, okay, side note. This month has been emotional whiplash for me and all the books I've read because we- And we're only
1: halfway through there, girl.
0: (laughs) Yeah, these like, I read Ninth House, which is like dark academia. And there's lots of like trigger warnings and things in that book. And that was a very emotionally intense book. And then I read King of Scars, which what a roller coaster. This is so sad, so happy, so crazy. There are so many twists and turns. So I was like, okay. Then I read Woman in the Window because the book just came out on Netflix or the movie just came out on Netflix. So I read Woman in the Window. I never read thrillers. I did not see it coming. I didn't see any of it coming. And that was like, wow, you feel so heavily for the, char- for the main character. And I was just like shook it at the end. And then we're reading Assassin's Blade, which like shoot me right to the heart with Sam's death. Sam! Then I'm reading Era Fire, which is like just a roller coaster of people and And new characters and Dorian and like everything. And then I read Red, White, and Royal Blue also in the middle of that. So I got done with this book and I was like, I don't like cry in books, but I was like really, I was like emotionally wrecked at the end. I was like, okay, all right. I'm, I'm not well. I, yeah, this, this was quite, this has been a lot. What a carefree, wonderful book. (laughs)
1: Uh, i obsessed like i literally the first 30 within the first 30 pages i knew this was going to be a five-star read for me i knew it like i that never happens for me ever 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 i'm very kind of picky with my five stars i have a really hard time giving a book five stars like i have to love every single aspect of it i literally when i finished this book i text tatiana this and she's like what are you doing and i was like i finished red white royal or red white and royal blue and I'm looking up fan art because I don't want it to end I I was just I felt like I know it's a great book when I feel like such a loss when I'm done with it that I'm just like I'm happy that I got through it it's so wonderful but then I'm like I these characters I just love them so much I I was just
0: I'm head over heels for this book I totally agree. I was, this was a big, big five star for me. I was about halfway through it. You saying everything that you said and me reading through it. And I know there's so much love for this book, but, and I love, I love, 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 love. This is ridiculous. I say love too much, but I love when a book is hyped up on Instagram and TikTok, like hyped up online and it does well. And it's true. And I find that often the ones that people do that say that the people say are really good are usually really good. I don't think it happens a ton where people, where there's like a bunch of people that say it's really good. Yeah. But I have heard no negative comments about this. None. Mm-hmm. And it is, it is phenomenal. It's funny. It's witty. I hate contemporary. I hate it so much. Just kidding. I don't, I don't hate it. I have like, I don't like contemporary romance and contemporary like fiction where it's just like a fiction yeah. book about real people's lives. I don't like it. I think there's a lot of plot holes and like unrealistic things in it. As far as emotions go, this was beautiful. I love the emails. I loved the character development. I love their story. I love the politics. This was a really, it was a heartwarming book. I think that the way that it, they portrayed everything and the way that everything went in, I just couldn't have loved this book more. It's
1: I, this book is everything for me.
0: <laughs> I literally read this book and I, I knew it
1: was going to be, I knew I was going to like it, but I literally, I mean, Tatiana probably has like, 15 text messages it that say you need to read this book now you need to pick this book up now you need to read this book now this book is amazing i'm obsessed i'm obsessed i i (laughs) I was like okay i'm
0: reading so many other things that are also on the agenda
1: (laughs) i will get to it so tired of me but i was
0: like i couldn't i could not wait i she
1: finished it and she's like i can't wait to talk about it i was like i am so ready to talk about this book i just let's just get into it. Yeah, let's, let's just, get into it. So I will it. say
0: that Kirsten read this book and we had talked about doing a pride episode and weren't sure what book to pick. And we had started into this Kirsten read about 10 pages in and it was like, this is the one we have to do this and we have to put it out. And I'm, we were going to wait a little bit, but this is the perfect month for it. And I'm so excited to like dive deeper into this and her thing. So the premise of the book essentially is Alex, who is the female first female president's son who falls in love with Henry, the Prince of England. And it's all about their long distance relationship, the struggles that they go through in what is a very different kind of, it's not dystopian, but a very different world than what we live in right now. And it's very, very honest and wonderfully written. And it feels like this could happen in real life. And I love fiction books like that, where you feel like you're in the world. There's so many pop culture references. It was just, it was beautiful. It was wonderful. What are your, who's your favorite character? Let's start with that.
1: Oh gosh! Why you got to do that to me? Um, I don't know. I love Alex. I mean, I'm gonna go like I. I don't know. It's they're all. You can only so, pick one. Um, uh, I love them all. Like the six main characters. But okay, if I have to pick one,
0: I don't know. I don't know. You go first. I don't know. Let me think on this. This is don't why you do this to me. <laughs> I do this every time. I my favorite is Henry. Henry is our puppy dog. Blonde hair, blue-eyed, like the best friend that nobody notices, type of character. He is my like ideal boyfriend, like book boyfriend. I just love his character. I love his personality. When he stands up to the queen and is like and his brother and is like, listen, I'm gay as a Maypole. And I was like, Yes! I love that. that was so funny. And he he comes so into himself as a character and the development in their relationship and all of that. And I just love Henry and how he, he stands so strong into, you know, what his he believes in in himself. And then also the pride he has for his family and what he's willing to sacrifice in order to appease everybody else. And that is such a relatable character. He's gorgeous. I just, I I love him him so much. I'm going
1: to, okay. I'll go with Alex because I just, I love Alex. I think he's, he is so funny. There were some scenes where they were like a two page scene but I was laughing so hard. It took me like 10 minutes to get through the scene because I was just laughing so hard. He's so funny. He just gives it, Henry so much crap. Witty. It, it just, I mean, it's brilliant, funny. I love how there's this thing where, like, there's a part where Anderson Cooper's on the, on the screen and he's like, how did I ever think I was straight? (laughs) He just, like, he, like, has these moments where there's, like, a hot man that walks by or there's, like, an actor or, like, some ambassador or something and he's like, how did I ever think I was straight? Like, how did I ever think I was actually straight? And he's, like, coming to terms
0: with being bi and just their family dynamic. I mean, I just, I love Alex so much. Alex is hilarious. I really liked his sister and Nora, his best friend. I, I was such a wonderful character. I really, okay. Let's kind of get into like the nitty gritty of all the character development. I thought it was so wonderful the way that they played out that they dated. And I was like, oh, this is going to be like kind of an unrequited love where she's always pining after him. And then he's going to fall in love with this guy. And it wasn't that they have a beautiful friendship. She's kind of pans. And I love that it's every part of this book that isn't a real issue and let's be honest, it's not a real issue in real life as far as like the way that we should see these things. But I love that these things that are issues weren't in here. It was so casual, the way everything was brought up. They said that there was a bartender who served them. And I don't know if you noticed that, but when they're in the club, the first time when they're doing karaoke, they said the bartender served them a drink and they said, they Casey wrote they instead of she, which I loved that. And I was like, this is so good that it's written in such a gender fluid way. And that it was so appropriate. And she did an amazing job. I, I loved Pez and his character. Oh my God, I
1: love Pez. And I love how, I also love how Pez is, you don't, you're not quite sure where Pez falls, which is great. I love that. I love how she, Pez is kind of like a mystery, but he's so fun and, just out there he's obsessed with June and I love it and it's like that one scene where he's like we we're going off to the we're going off to the cottage to to whine and moan and yearn after the the Claremont Diaz siblings and I was just like (laughs) I love I love Pez so much and I love how he's he's just so unapologetically himself I love Pez and this group
0: in uh, just, oh, I this is like the best friends that you, everybody wishes they had.
1: I and they're going through
0: such turmoil in their lives as being like, you know, the center of attention and political families and all that kind of stuff. But they have such a carefree way of going about things and they really play to their strengths in all of this. And I, their arcs as characters in the progression, especially June that she takes. And I just thought it was so wholesome. This is a found family, enemies to lovers, friends to lovers, all, all the tropes that like we all love. And it's just hilarious. So, you know, Alex kind of explains in the beginning that him and Henry have been arch rivals or nemesis from the very beginning. (laughs) Nemesis. And you get an inkling that Alex is really smart and dedicated and wants to be in politics with his mom, who's the first president of the US. I thought it was funny that they mentioned like Obama and Biden and that there was a lot of like, like culture references to it. I like that. I really thought the beginning of this was laid out well. And you're like, okay, so Alex has no idea what he wants in his life other than to be a politician, but he's not really sure what his actual image? Is. is he like a party boy? Is he a heartthrob? All that stuff. And then they fly across the ocean and go to the, <laughs> the wedding. <laughs> the royal wedding. <laughs> the royal wedding. <laughs> and the scene is this is so funny because you know, June reminds me of like a Love Struck teenager, although she's like deep in her 20s. And she's her. like, Oh, I hope he asked me to dance. And she dances with the prince. And they're like, Okay, so this is gonna be her falling in love with Henry, and then Henry falling in love with Alex. That's how I yeah, thought that was gonna go. That's June
1: ex- same.
0: Yeah. And I was like, Oh my gosh, June's going to fall in love with him. And Alex is going to be like, I can't believe you love this. Like awful guy who is like a cardboard cut out of a human. (laughs) I was just dying because that (laughs) feels like direct quote. This to me reminds me of like, these are my favorite characters. My favorite characters are the puppy dog, wholesome, blonde hair, blue eyed, forgotten best friend. Like that's my favorite character. And I felt like this is how they're actually described in in most books. And it's like, that's why nobody likes them because they're described as this like cardboard cut out of a human. Who only pines after the friend that they're like in love with or what have you, and they have no sense. Kale, like that's that's Kale's like that, right? He doesn't really have a personality. So I was just like laughing so hard because I was like, I hope Henry. I know Henry's gonna get like a good arc and a good character development, but I, I always feel bad for these type of characters who are construed as this like prince boring. charming in a cardboard box. Yeah, and just like
1: <laughs> terrible. Yeah, they dance, and then Alex. He he kind of has these flashback memories of like about the first time that he met Henry and how Henry was kind of like, Henry was a douche, basically. He was was excited to meet him because Alex always, you reading through it, you're like, oh, he straight up had a crush on the prince since he was like five, (laughs) you know? And so he talks about this magazine because his sister has this obsession with tabloids and they just kind of laugh about the things that the magazines write about them. And it's kind of a hobby of theirs. I loved in the beginning and she's going through the magazines and he's like talking about how the magazine thinks him and Nora are back together again because he like went into her room with pizza and they're watching movies and making moaning sounds like banging on the wall. And she's like, that's cheating. He's like, you owe me 50 bucks. There's another rumor that we're back together. Just, it was so funny. They're dynamic.
0: Hilarious. I was
1: dying. So, you know, they get over there and Alex proceeds to get more and more drunk and he has these flashbacks of like, you know, meeting Henry the first time and being really excited to meet him. They made him at the Rio Games, So that was kind of a cool bring in of that. Anyways, he proceeds to get more and more drunk and then he decides he's going to confront Henry. I just picture Alex being, you know, shorter than Henry and strutting up to Henry and throwing his arm up on his shoulder. And it's so funny because he always talks about how he resents that Henry's like four inches taller than him. And he's talking to him like, you don't like me very much, do you? And just kind of not gets in his face, but kind of like makes these jabs and comments. And there's this weird tumble that happens. Like Henry goes to walk away and Alex is like, don't walk away from me. And then Henry kind of shoves him and they fall into the $75,000 wedding cake. And of course it ends up on the front page of all of the tabloids with this, you know, hatred.
0: I loved the way his mom reacted and that they just shout profanities at each other. I was cackling. I was like, what a funny dynamic between his mom, the president of the U.S. And it was just funny. And the fact that she loves him more and all these things. And I, her bodyguard is hilarious. Zahara, is that how you say her Zahara. She's like funny as hell and comes up with this PR plan and is like, you guys are best friends. And I yes. was like, <laughs> I was dying. I was like, Oh my God, I love this. He's going to turn out so well. It's and so yeah, he has to fly back to London for like a day. And I was like, Oh, how the other half lives. <laughs> Gosh and fly back for a day and has all these cardboard cutout interactions with henry and then i love when they first meet and he's like
1: they're like smiling for the camera and shaking hands he's like ah, fuck you
0: yeah i was just like dying it's like worthless waste of my weekend and i was like oh my god yes
1: i love alex and how henry just like knows how to rile him yeah alex knows how to rile henry and it's just it's so great. I love they it. Are, they
0: are—they're the best. You know, they spend the weekend together, and then he's like this intimate interaction—the first one where they're in the kitchen, and he's like, "I didn't know you wore glasses." I was like, "Ooh, I like that." It's, it's like one of those cute,
1: fun, like, oh, and it- and you know, throughout this whole weekend, they're kind of figuring out these little things about each other. Their fight over Star Wars.
0: That was hilarious! <laughs> I died. I loved it. They go to like the cancer board or whatever, and end up in a closet together talking about Star Wars because he had said it to another kid and he's like, okay, well maybe this guy isn't as boring as I thought he was. And you start to get a little bit of Alex's backstory that his parents are divorced and that his dad is also in politics in California. And they're originally from Texas. And I was like, this is cute. I liked that. We get good background really early on, which Tatiana loves. And then they exchange numbers and they start to text and they start to chat. And I love books that have this like text email interaction exchange. They crack me up because it feels like so genuine. And you're like, this is so funny. What a way to waste pages. But like, <laughs> also
1: relatable. Like, it's yeah. so relatable to how our generation and how we communicate with each other. I was very happy that it was kind of slow burn, that it wasn't that first weekend they were just like smitten with each other. They were still kind of like, yeah. eh, I don't know how I feel. You're my frenemy. And he says that he's like, not my friend but not like, I don't know what he is. And so, and I love how they first start off. Their first interactions are just like sending tabloid things to each other. Just like so funny how their interactions are just funny
0: and just kind of, they're the comedic
1: relief for each other, especially in this very high pressure life that they both lead.
0: Yeah, it was hilarious. And their interactions and just the way he responds to him and all of their emails are so funny in the subject line, like the title. And it's like Prince of who gives a shit and like... (laughs) And then it's like Alex, first president of not wanting to do anything with his life and all that stuff. And I just died. I love their slow burn. Alex kind of brings in this other character and you meet Luna who is openly gay and, you know, has made a name for himself as a Senator from Colorado. And he kind of campaigned with him and he says, he really trusts him. He loved the time that he spent with him. And I thought this was really nice. I like that. They kind of gave him a role model to look up to. I anticipated the plot twist with him. Did you?
1: I had a feeling something was going to happen with him. I didn't know what it was going to be, but when it happened, I was like, oh, that's brutal, man. Like that's
0: like, I when knew it he happened, he was going to be the one when they were like talking about how Richardson was looking for a, for a vice president. I, kn- I d- knew it was going to be that guy. I didn't, I didn't? didn't see
1: that. I did not oh, see that wow. coming and it hurt, <laughs> but Alex is like, really looks up to this guy and I love their relationship. I love that it's a mentor relationship to preface everything, but you know, It's a pretty spicy book. I will say there's pretty intense spicy scenes. I will say that. But I love that it was not focused on sexualizing their relationship. It was not the main focus of their relationship. Because a lot of times, LGBTQ+, Relationships are so sexualized; they're either hypersexualized or completely hated. That's the big things and plot themes that happen a lot of times with those relationships in any sort of form of media. And I love that it was not hypersexualized, and it was not the main theme of this book. And I that yeah, it was, made me so happy.
0: Oh, it was so like beautiful and wholesome. And it was such an intimate relationship psychologically and like mentally, like they're can't even get the words out, but I love that they had such a solid foundation of their relationship too. And like, we don't get that with any contemporary really. They had so many conversations with each other. Everything was like laid out. He was really there for him as like supportive. We don't get that a lot in fiction or fantasy at all in a lot of these characters. And so it was so refreshing to read like a healthy, non-toxic relationship that wasn't overly sexualized. And even in these love other, that. you know, non-LGBTQ, it's like, we don't ever get a relationship that's not toxic. So it's like, what yeah. a, what a, what a refreshing read. So say, it was great. Kirsten and I are both not LGBTQ, but we love all of you.
1: We love you all. Totally support and you. You are all lights in this we world. You are not
0: the target audience for this book, but it was beautiful. I,
1: I, I was, I was shook by this book, yeah. but kind of going back to their, um, banter back and forth. I love I love that his name in Alex's phone is His Royal Highness Prince Dickhead with the poop emoji. You know, <laughs> and it stays that way the entire the way. book. And it makes me so happy. I'm just like, oh, I love that. Their conversations back and forth and they start to have more interactions back and forth and stuff like that. And he talks to... The turkey he, debacle. Let's go into that. This about. is the scene I'm talking about that took me 15 minutes to get through because I was laughing so hard. I was crying. I was laughing so hard. I he can see my soul I was dying because turkeys are creepy
0: y'all like I don't (laughs) know if anybody's ever seen a turkey up close (laughs) wild or not they are so sketchy no and and they're mean they can't imagine I've been chased by
1: many a turkey and I do not appreciate turkeys I'm not a bird person to start off so turkeys I fear large birds I I, yeah and like I okay so a little backstory on me a while, like a long time ago, I worked as a intern in the livestock barn for the San Diego County Fair. My cousin was my boss and he knew that I hated birds, but he put me on turkey weigh-in for market week. So, um, I had to spend a full day weighing turkeys and, um, my worst nightmare. So that's they're old. terrifying. They're I hate them. I hate them. I hate them so much. But anyway, so this this I I related with Alex, hardcore on this, and he's just like, FaceTiming Henry and talking to him about these turkeys. It was a weird transition too, because it's like one moment he's like talking with his mom, and he's like, "Do you know how much we spend on the sweets for these turkeys?" and she's like well they have to be somewhere before I pardon them he's like put him
0: in my room put him in my room put him in my room and then the next moment he's like I've made a bad decision my life is over I was cackling this was so funny this is the first kind of turn in their relationship where they have a face-to-face conversation and then I look at the end he's like I really don't know how to I don't really know how to hang up because we've never done that before. And I was like, oh my gosh, it was so like pure and wholesome and they're precious. And oh my God, I just love them so much. And
1: I'm sorry. I, there's this quote, sorry, from the, from the turkey debacle that cracks before me it. up. He goes, you're not, you're not the bloke from Seinfeld. You're Jeff Goldblum. Go to sleep. Yes,
0: yeah, so when he says they're going to take over and it's Jurassic Park. I was dying. I was like, that's so true. Turkeys are descended from dinosaurs. Let's never forget. Never <laughs> forget. True. And you know, this is their kind of, Oh, and then,
1: Oh, I'm sorry. The next quote, he goes, yo, there's a bond marathon on. And you know, your dad was a total babe. He's like, I beg you to not. It cracks me up. Their interactions are just, I can't get enough of them.
0: Yeah. I love them so much. And I I really like the transition. He, his dad comes to visit Alex's dad comes to visit and he gets in a fight with his mom, obviously because they're divorced and divorced parents can never get along, which was so typical and he kind of calls him and is like, I know we don't usually talk about this stuff, but I need to talk to someone. And I was like, Oh my God, they're so precious. I just love them so much. And their friendship is like so wholesome. And even then, you know, we've read the premise, so we know, but I could, you could feel the change in their dynamic and feel the change in their relationship and how it was like, this is obviously going to go somewhere else. And we love that. Like, we love that for the two of them. And I just thought it was so good. And then we kind of fast forward to the new year's party and they do a huge gala. Um, him and June and Nora do a big gala She's and a they invite big party. <laughs> they invite Henry and his best friend.
1: This is the first time best you meet friend. Pez and
0: he's extraordinary and I love him. I really liked his character. I thought he was so funny, and all of their interactions in this is so telling to how the rest of it's gonna go. Pez says he's in love with June, and then of course it's midnight, and Alex kisses Nora because they're best friends, and nobody really understands their relationship outside of the three of them. Outside of the White yep. House trio doesn't really understand their relationship. And Henry storms off. And my heart leapt out of my chest when they met in the garden. And he kissed oh. Alex. I was like, what is going to happen next?
1: And Too then good. Henry is like, shooketh. Oh, God, I'm going to run now. And he just bolts before Alex can say anything. And I love Alex's turmoil for the rest. For like that next week of him like, am I gay? Am I bi? What? And he has this conversation with Nora. Nora's like, "You didn't know." <laughs> I mean, you're by. And he's like, "What do you mean I by?" She's like, "You didn't know. Oh,
0: sorry, sorry to tell you, honey, but um, you're by." Like, we all need a Nora in our lives. I'm I really love Nora. I love Nora so much. We need her like snarky banter and her just like get straight to the pointness. She was hilarious and. I- Jenna from Live a Thousand Lives, he has a reel that's so funny, and it's like back and forth between Alex and Henry, and then she just flips the computer around, and it's like you're bisexual. <laughs> it's like oh my god, his mom. And it's oh like my god. It's his mom. It's so funny. I will link that below. It is hilarious. I die every single time, and I'm like that is so true, and I just love her. Nora is such a funny character. I wish there was a little bit more of her. I will say, yes. I hope maybe one day she writes another Red, White, and Royal Blue from Henry's perspective. It is not in first person, it's in third, but it is really mostly Alex's. I would love to have read Henry's point of view in all of this because we don't hear from Henry for a couple of pages yeah. um, as he ghosts Alex.
1: And then he sees pictures of Henry on a date with this other girl. And he's like, okay, what is going on here? He's angry. He's like finally come to terms with the fact that he's, he's like, I'm bi. I like this. I kind of like this guy. I think I like him. He likes me. He kissed me. Like what's going on? He's trying to figure this out. And then he sees these pictures in the tabloids of Henry with this girl and Alex is pissed. And he's like, okay, what, what's going on here? And so, you know, there's the state dinner and Alex is like, I'm going to have a conversation with him. I love this. I love this scene so much. So he like talks, to him. he's like, Amy, I need you to clear a room. We need to go somewhere. And he's like, the farthest we can go is the next room. <laughs> and like, because of like, you know, security and everything like that. And so, He walks over to Henry, Alex walks over to Henry and is like, we need to have a conversation now. And he's like, okay. And then he shows them in this room and they start making out and it's the best thing ever.
0: (laughs) I loved the state dinner. It was so funny because you could feel Alex like seething and June is kind of like a little clueless, but also not. And then you're like, and Nora's just cackling under her breath. And it was set up so well. And I just, uh, I I have no words for like how good this book was played out and the way that their relationship went and all the things that they did. And, you know, he's, they're such a light to each other and such a balance to like all the stress in their family when they go to Wimbledon and they meet up there. I I just like loved, I don't know. I just love their relationship. It was so wholesome.
1: I loved how they you know he's you know they're making out and then the next moment he's like all right you're gonna meet me you're gonna meet me in my room at 11 o'clock or whatever or midnight or whatever it's like be there and so you know and then Alex is like anxious as hell which I mean can relate you know he's like walking back and forth like what did I get myself into is he even gonna show up is he gonna stand me up again and then Henry shows up and you know it's this they they get pretty down and dirty And then Alex is like, yeah, so I'm bi. (laughs) And Henry's like, I'm really, really gay.
0: (laughs) Really, really gay.
1: I love that. I was like, I I really love this. And so, you know, they're having this kind of, you know, they don't know what's going to happen. And then they kind of finally start kind of getting into this relationship, but not, it's kind of like a hookup thing, but it's not, I don't know. And so he, um, Henry's like, oh, I have a polo tournament. You should meet me there. And so this whole scene of like him in the polo tournament. And he looks like Prince Charming. Damn it! Like he just keeps referring to him as Prince Charming. And I just their love and them changing their schedules and everything and being like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go hang out with my with my best friend over here in New York or Wimbledon or whatever. And
0: I just uh, I liked I how she played so that much. out as them continuing to be friends and, and making it all work. I don't know. I just thought it was cute. I like their first night together when they hang out in Paris and Ugh. just the way that, that he like saves the magazine and all that stuff. And I really loved the, I guess we can kind of go into the weekend. How did you feel about the weekend at the cabin in Texas? Ugh. This was wretched. I thought it was so beautiful the way that he like brought him to this, you know, intimate place in his life. And he was taking all these pictures with Nora and June and he's meeting his dad and all these things. And you could just tell how emotionally committed they are to each other and all of that. And I just, I was so shooketh. I read up until a certain part and then was like, okay, how long until the end of this chapter? And I made a mistake because I read the last page of the chapter and I was like, oh my God, how does this happen? And I was like 26 pages from the end of the chapter. And I was like, okay, so I have to keep going. And I was up until like 12 in the morning finishing the end of that. And that was kind of where I ended off before I started up the next morning. And that was like soul crushing. I was like, where is this going to go? Is this going to end in kind of heartbreak? What, what did you, did you guess that coming or not? I did
1: not, I did not expect it to end that way. I did not expect that, that we could end that way. I was so heartbroken for Alex. Like I, I, I just, you can feel the emotion because Alex is, Alex is finding his place in the world. He's figuring out who he is. I mean, not only just you know, his sexuality, but so many different aspects of his life, whether he wants to go into politics, does he want to take the, he takes, take the LSAT, you know, do you want to take the LSAT? Do you want to do these? There's all these big life changing events that are happening in his life. Obviously his mom is, um, has her campaign going on to, uh, her reelection campaign. And so there's a lot of things that are happening and it's just, uh, I just, I, you know in these moments where where he's like we were all just sitting out on the porch and Nora was playing the guitar and June was kind of singing and humming along and Henry and I were on the porch swing and he just you know had his arm around me and we were just it was so beautiful and it was a place that I loved so much and he leans over and gives me a kiss and I knew in that moment I was in love and I was just like oh like my heart was just like oh Alex I love you so much and then in the next scene when they're you know they run out to the lake and they're swimming around and doing things and Henry freaks out and he just souls up and is like, Oh, yep. Sorry. I got to go. Bye. And he just like dips out and it, Oh my God. It just, it crushed my soul. It crushed my soul. I was
0: sh- not expecting it at all. And there's, I, there's not a ton left in the book at that point. You know, you're like, what's going to go on? Has- is this before or after
1: his mom finds out that he tells his mom? Does he tell his mom before? He
0: tells his mom before, yeah.
1: Yeah, so that was, <laughs> that scene has to be one of my favorite scenes where she's like, he's like, so I'm by, And she's like, oh, okay. Like, that's cool, whatever. And she's like, like I thought finally. Be- so glad you told yeah, me. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be something else. And then he's like, and I met someone. She's like, oh, that's so exciting. She's like, have they signed the paperwork? And he's like, I don't think it's necessary. <laughs> and she's like, what do you mean she's like well it's with henry and she's like henry the prince of wales and he's I like
0: signed the paperwork for him like,
1: yep <laughs> she's like yup. she's like okay give me a minute and then she like gets a, she sends him a meeting invite <laughs> and he like comes back an hour later she has a freaking powerpoint <laughs> it's like the pros and cons of dating of I dating died. The Prince of Wales and like so happy that you found your, you know, figured out your sexuality and you're happy and you met someone you love, but it doesn't, does it have to be with the Prince of Wales? Like
0: and it was I just like he was like, I would love to die right now, just fall into oblivion. And I was like, that was is just so accurate.
1: So great. <laughs> and I could just picture her just like going through these slides and then and then she says, Oh yeah, it was right before this trip that she does say that, right? She's like, you need to figure out whether this is forever it, or not. Yeah. If he's endgame, you know, and you can't be messing. Or This isn't something that's just like a fun mess around thing. This is very serious. And I'm here to support you no matter what decision that you make. But you really need to think about whether he's endgame or not. And that's what leads him into this weekend. And then figuring out that he loves Henry and he would do anything for him. And then Henry dips out. And I was just soul-crushing, soul-crushing, very true. <laughs> Very, very true. So you know he leaves, and Alex is like trying to get a hold of him. Henry is not answering.
0: I died. He takes a trip and flies out to England and goes to confront him. And when he was like, "Am I a brown John Cusack?" I was like, <laughs> "I was dying. I was like, yes." this was so funny. Like the references in this were just too good, and I was. I was just cracking up and he's like, you're a pompous asshole. You're an (laughs) an asshole. And then he's like, get in the house, get in the house. And I was like, wow, how embarrassing. First of all, the security at Buckingham Palace and all those places is lax in this book. But I was, oh my gosh, it was so funny. And their fighting and realization of the truth of what's happening in their relationship and their lives and all that stuff was so accurate. And it just felt so good and not good, but like, it was so accurate and you could really feel all the emotion from them. And she did such a good job of writing like real live emotion well
1: this the emotion that uh just the emotion of this whole book and this scene really uh, this scene gutted me man because he's talking
0: this is for those ones where you like feel it in your stomach and you're like this is not good
1: he he's talking to him and he's like he doesn't have the freedoms to be who he wants to be and he's talking about you know how things have changed and he has a country to answer to and always will have a country to answer to and it's just like all these things and so and then he's like I love you and he just like goes back and forth he's like I've always loved you don't you understand that I've always loved you and I can't like I can't go down that way and the fact that you love me back hurts more and it was just like oh I was just like oh no and then obviously they like they do the dirty and it's just like a whole thing and so but the sad the thing that wrecked me and broke my heart was that Alex was like I don't know if this is a, yes, we're going to try, or this is the last time. I don't know if I could handle it if it was the latter. So I'm just going to roll with it. And I was just like, oh no, like I was so broken. I was just like, this is, oh, oh no, no. Was no. this
0: when you like, started crying? Was that when Kristen started crying?
1: No, but I was, I was right. I was just like, oh, this, this whole scene was just so beautiful. Just this,
0: everything. He wakes up the next morning and sees the, the Paris- it's magazine um a thing and he says yeah. he knows how I like my coffee and I was like oh my god this is just so I was like beautiful. if Henry
1: ends this I'm gonna die
0: I'm <laughs> gonna die yeah, like this good. is this is just not um there's so many iconic lines in here and I love their conversation about we're gonna make history we're gonna make history, history huh their huh? yeah. emails are too good and the quotes that she used and all her research she must have done to do all that but the quotes were just wonderfully marvelous as we go back and forth and make these decisions that they are gonna stick together and all of their email conversation was chef's kiss.
1: I, their email conversations. Okay. Kind of going back from, you know, when he's, he's there and he's like, okay, do you want me to leave? Like he's very, Alex is very scared. He's like, do you want me to leave? What's, what's their thing? And, and then um, Henry says, you know, I had to think I had to, I went on a run. Then he runs into his brother and he is talking to his brother and his brother's just, just talking about life, you know, Oh, we gotta make an error and this and that and da 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 and things like this. And he realizes he's like, that's not the life that I want. That's not who I am. That's not what I want. And I wanna be with you. And maybe that he's like, that doesn't mean we obviously out ourselves right now, but one day we will at the right time when we're ready, when your mom's not on a reelection campaign, when you know the world is in a better place to accept that. And it was just like, I loved it. And Alex is just like, okay. Okay. And I was just like,
0: okay, okay, if We're gonna do this. It's okay. I I loved his realization of this. So I have this, I have this theory, or I guess this like saying that I always say to one of my friends, when I lived abroad, this is a very long side tangent, but when I lived abroad, one of our um, surgeons was French and he was like, It's so funny the Americans will say fine, but it never means fine. It means like it's not good. Like nothing's good. It's like when a woman says, okay. And he's like, but in Europe, fine is just fine. So we always used to joke that like, how are you doing? Like European fine or like American fine? <laughs> this scene to me was like, okay, that's exactly what it was. It was like, he, his, he's living like a European fine life. Like I'm okay. I'm just complacent. And like what I'm doing. And Henry is like American fine. Like he's not okay. <laughs> and that was what I just kept thinking. And like, that's an inside joke for my life, but it was just funny. Cause it's like, he's dating this American guy and everything means something different in America to him, to Alex, you know, like people are much more accepting. Obviously there's not the constraints of like having an heir and all that kind of stuff is like lineage to the throne because there is no throne in America. And I was just cackling because it was, it's just like, this was so well-written in the fact that America and Europe are so different and the constraints of, you know, their societies and all of that. And it was just beautiful to, see that kind of come out and be like culturally accurate. I know that it's not like British culture is so different from ours, but he really was focused on his family and not wanting to hurt them and doing all those things and kind of filling the shoes that he was supposed to fill and live the life that he was supposed to live. But he wasn't happy. And I was like, poor Henry's just like American fine."
1: (laughs) I loved it. And then, I mean, obviously they decide to, you know, move forward with their relationship and Henry gives him his signet ring. And it's just like, I love- I love, Alex puts it on the chain, which is holds the old house key, his house in Texas. He says, they cling together gently as he tucks them both under his shirt, two homes side by side. And I was just like, <laughs> Poetry. I love them so much. And so it moves on to, you know, Henry and Alex and their email. I love how there's like full chapters of just their emails back and forth. And it talks about Alex is like, <laughs> Alex goes, he's like, I've been home for three hours. I already missed you. This is some bullshit. <laughs> it's just like, I feel that. But, you know, it was just them talking and he just, oh, he goes, hey, have I told you lately that you're brave? And I was just like, oh, it's just like my heart. And how they end every email with portions of like love letters from people in history to like, that's how they end their- the and their. she
0: must have done for this was-
1: I mean, it was just beautiful. And then he, all these things that, you know, they're they're back and forth and the the way, it's so funny because Alex is like, the things that you say and the way that you write, I feel like an idiot. Like, I feel like what I have isn't even close to how you can, the way you say things and the way you speak and the way you write. I know, I can't. I I feel like Alex. I'm just like, I can't, (laughs) I can't articulate this. Just like the way that, the things that Henry says in his emails, I just melt. I'm just like, I... Oh, I love it. And I feel like Alex, I'm like, wow, I feel like it. I mean, we're not romantics in America. Let's just throw that out there. I That's mean, so granted, funny. okay. Henry was an English major, like an English lit major. So he has to be romantic, but it was also just like, oh, love, 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 Fairy tale princes
0: only exist in Europe. <laughs> That's my favorite. Yeah. I, I really, I do like when they do the text interactions and the email interactions in just contemporary novels in general so I thought that was really good and they're beautifully written words the love letters and I just was like I want to know if these are real I'm gonna assume that they're real it was good
1: I was just reading so I was reading the list and this is the one where he says that you know I I don't know how to articulate your (laughs) the way you write to me and he he talks about saying five Hail Marys (laughs) which is gracias Santa Maria (laughs) like I just love that and then he's like he talks he's like He's like, I, I articulate my life in lists. Like, this is how I run my life is lists. So, here's an incomplete list of the things I love about you. And I love how one of them was like, The face you, made the way while you reading this list. <laughs> yeah, the way you look when you first wake up, your shoulder to waist ratio, your huge, generous, ridiculous, indestructible heart, your equally huge dick, the face you just made when you read the last one. And I was just on the floor. I was cackling. Like, when I read this list, I love Alex. His humor. Is just so funny. So he's so funny. I love him so much. I love him so much. And then <laughs> Zara and her like secret relationship that no one knows who she's dating, but she's like her, like showing up with like a ring on her hand. And they're like, you have a ring on your hand. She's like, yeah. So I have a life outside of work. Like she's, she was, like, so I ca- had a weekend <laughs>
0: off. I was just so okay. cagey
1: about it. I love it. I love Zara, but yeah. And so, you know, you get through all these emails and things that they're talking about and, um, kind of, through this whole process of them building this relationship and deciding to stay together and that they are in game um alex's mom is on a re-election campaign so she's basically against this other guy richardson and luna the guy that he is mentor the person he looks up to is running as his is his vice president in it basically and so um it was a shock to them, like half of his staff left. So there's all this like stuff going on in the background where Alex is trying to figure out like, okay, what did this all mean? And then he gets kicked off the campaign because his mom finds out that he's dating Henry, which he's really sad about, but then it kind of brings him, it's kind of a come to Jesus moment for him where he's just like, okay, do I actually want to go into politics? Cause this isn't what I thought it was going to be. And so I love that that was also a focus too on how, he
0: was changing his arc his arc was just beautiful beautiful we love a good coming of age story too you know and it's like I I don't feel like I get them enough but I love reading books about people that are our age and they are I mean they're a little bit younger they're like 23 or whatever but I do love reading books that are a little bit older than YA because I don't feel like there's a lot of this like middle age I don't it's not even like middle age but I don't feel like there's a lot of like 20 somethings books and I I just totally could relate to their like wild child party vibes and also trying to figure out what you're doing with your life post-college grad graduating college you know still being in college and all that kind of stuff and finding yourself on top of that having a camera on you at all times because you're a political person like because your parents in politics and all that and yeah I I I really liked that Alex took the LSAT and did all that and then you know he's all he's in the background like campaigning for Texas and trying to figure out the statistics about Texas and you see how smart Alex is and how motivated he is. And he, he has that caring aspect to him that Henry does about caring about his country. Alex has the same thing, caring about his country. And he says it so many times he wants to make a change. And this book isn't hundred percent political, but obviously there's like political undertones in um, you know, things that Alex wants for his people. And it's like, that's something we can all relate to is like wanting everybody to have a better life and, you know, wanting the right person to be in power and wanting all of those things to kind of work out well. And so I liked that it wasn't an overpowering amount of politics, but I liked that Alex was really true in himself, saying that he was, he wanted to change people's lives and he was, he didn't know how he was going to do it, but he wanted to do it.
1: Yeah. I love that. It kind of goes back to that, the scene where they're at the hotel after the, uh, the the DNC, or there's some convention that they're at and, um, he's, yeah, it was the DNC and, um, henry henry wasn't supposed to be there he was in the in the in new york but he wasn't he was supposed to have already left and um this is right after he found out that luna was running with richardson so he was like really upset and he's like having a drink at the bar and then henry shows up and he's like thank god you're here you know it was such a moment where he's like i know i'm supposed to be on a plane somewhere else but i felt but I knew that you needed me in this moment and I knew how much this affected you. And I was just like, Oh, I love you, Henry. And so, you know, he's, they go up to the room and they're like talking and he's like, I, am I a good person? Like what, you know, and there's all these things. and, And Henry's like, no, you're good. You, you are good. He's just telling him, he's like, you are a good person. You care about your people. You care about the people of the United States. You care about everyone. You are good. Yes. He made a mistake. This guy, he's like, you know, this is someone I pictured as a role model I didn't see it am I gonna be like him like there was just all these things that he was so just like lost in and and Henry just tells him he's like no you are good like you are good and it was just such a beautiful moment and I was just like oh I love them
0: so much they are I have no words I can't ship them enough oh I love them. it's so, much. so nice to read about like a non-toxic couple and oh, seriously though the way that their scandal came out I thought it was interesting the way that all of that came out where he said, I'll date June because I'm not ready. And it was like, that's so, I just thought it was so nice that Henry's like, I want to do this because I don't want to embarrass my family. And I don't want them to like see me differently and all those kinds of things. And it's like, this was a very, I don't know this struggle because like we said before, like this is, we are not the target audience, but it was well-written and it was like, he knows that he wants to stay true to himself, but he's not willing to kind of go out of his way to do something scandalizing for his family. And it's like, I think people have that debate a lot when they're trying to decide, you know, what's the best course of action for something like this, like coming out and all that stuff. And, you know, June's so supportive and she's such a wonderful character to all of them and saying like, we can keep this ruse as long as you want. Like, I don't care what it does to my reputation and, or who that makes me to be and all that. And I just thought it was so beautiful when they're in the van afterwards. And he's like, I haven't seen Henry for like so long. And I know he's freaking out because he doesn't know how to accept the fact that he now has a beard essentially, and can't like be who his true self is. And then he like kisses him in the car. And I was like, Oh my God, this is so beautiful. I just love you guys so much. <laughs> that one gave me the warm and fuzzies. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> oh,
1: that moment. And, and it wasn't the fact that, you know, obviously it was terrible. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't the fact that he was caught or anything like that is the fact that Nora and June got brought into it. He's like, I feel, I feel like I'm using them. I feel terrible. I feel horrible for you. I feel horrible for the whole situation. And none of it was like, and henry's this way throughout the whole book and none of it he's never like selfish in this aspect you know what i mean he's so alex is the one that's like and he says it he's like i'm the selfish one i want you i need you in my life like i can't not live without you kind of a thing and and then and henry's like i have to sacrifice like henry is the one that will sacrifice everything and anything to make everyone happy and it's so just like oh, it's so painful. And in this moment, his only thought is about Alex and June and Nora and not about himself. And it just broke my heart. And he's like, I hate this. And he's like breaking down. And Alex is like, I love you. I love you. I love you. And I was just like, oh God, like it was just so painful. We all
0: love you. Don't worry. Everybody loves you. (laughs) Like that's how I felt.
1: Oh, yeah. And so, you know, when it breaks and everything like that, they can't talk to each other, obviously. They're on, like, lockdown or whatever. And it's so terrible. And so, you know, they go through this, like... He sees them for, like, five seconds, right? And then it breaks. Then there's this picture of them kissing. And then it totally breaks wide open. And they go on complete lockdown. They can't get in contact with the crown. They can't get in contact with Henry. It's a whole thing. And so, oh, it was i like
0: it breaks at the white house and it's so different you know this is what i liked about how realistic it was when it breaks at the white house there's like a parade and all these people that gather at the white house and have that shirt that says history huh and all that stuff and it's like i know there's a lot of acceptance there's a lot more acceptance i think than we think there is but it was so beautiful to like read about that and say that there was this huge crowd gathering and like there was so much support for them and then they fly to london and the queen is like no No, no, no. We're gonna like this is a scandal. We can make it go away because I'm the queen of England and this is how this works. And his mom finally gets out of her stupor of her husband dying and is like, I'm gonna be here to support my kids. And they say that they're like, if she's on our side, we're not gonna lose. Like we're such a fierce team, and that's that found family, that regular family trope is just like the way to do it.
1: Also, his sister, B, is everything. B and Nora are the friends that everyone deserves. Like, I love okay, first of all. This is also where you find out who Zara's uh, who Zara's fiance is, and it's so great. So before Alex goes out there, you know everything's on lockdown. They're like communication lockdown. They're trying to figure out because there's some sort of leak somewhere. Because obviously their emails got out. They're trying to find out where this leak is, and obviously Richardson is using that. Oh, they're like what other information got leaked out, and they're freaking out. And Alex is freaking out, and he wants to get a hold of he wants to get a hold of Henry. And he's worried and he's scared. And he doesn't know what's gonna happen to his in to his mom's campaign. He's just like, there's some really hardcore stuff that we talked about that is the for the world to see. And you know, at the very end, you know, they're sitting there and his mom, his mom says, I want everyone out now. He's she's like, I want everyone out, I need to talk to my son. And Alex is like, shit, I hear it comes. And I was worried that she was gonna be like, You can't see him anymore. And like, I didn't, I, I don't know if I expected that, but I was just kind of like oh, I hope this isn't where this goes. And she goes, she just says, sit down. Are you okay? Are you okay? I'm here for, you you know? And she, it wasn't like, you can't see him, da, 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 da. And she's like, is he, <laughs> she basically asks him, she goes, is he end game? Are you serious about him? Do you, do you love him kind of thing? He's like, yes. And she's like, all right, let's figure this out. Let's do this. And it's just, in that moment, she's not the president of the United States. She's his mother. And I love the distinction between her putting her, kid first but I love that she was like nope we're gonna we're figuring this out and I love how Zara's like I'm gonna break a few rules and like she's like all right we're getting on a plane and going and so they leave and I love the reference to Harry Potter how they pack the the like the what is it the prisoner of Azkaban Bastaban? and they pack it for him because it's like a comfort read for him and I was just like I love that and what so you know and they yeah and they like have all these things and they go there and I love how she She like calls, she calls someone and she's like, you better get let us in there. And she like screams at him. And then he's like, who is that? She's like, that was Sean. She's like, why do you have his personal number? And she's like, because he's my fiance. And they're like, what? And she's like, unlike some people, we know how to keep a relationship secret. (laughs) I was like, I freaking, I was like, that's a dig, but that was, that was pretty good. (laughs) I freaking love that. So I love Zara.
0: Yeah. That relationship was hilarious they get to the palace or whatever and they're talking with the queen and i was expecting this to go this way i was expecting the queen to be like yeah we knew but like we're keeping it secret and this is that american fine versus european fine that i felt because philip was like yeah i'm just fine like i'm fine i'm happy in the life that i have And it's like are you happy in the life you have and he's like yeah i am i'm very happy and it's like "Mm, what level of happy are you though like american fine or european fine um (laughs) And so that's kind of how I felt as like I was reading through this and he was telling him to continue to, you know, like stick it with what you're stay with basically not coming out and all that stuff. And then his mom rips open the curtain and is like, look at this. There's all these people that support Henry and Alex. There's so many people that have like so much joy for them and are rooting for them. And so what's the point? Like we need to be friends. I hated
1: how the queen shut down all communication so that he couldn't see that. That was so manipulative and terrible of her to do that. Like just to because her thing, her whole thing was like, no one's gonna support you. This country is too set in its ways and da-da-da-da-da. And his mom is like, I'm sorry, what? And she just like, I mean, she comes at her and I loved, I love that. And she rips open the curtain and it was just so beautiful. And he's like looking out the window and like crying and in tears. And he's like, No, I'm gonna live the life I wanna lead, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be happy and I'm gonna be with um I'm gonna be with Alex. And I will say the uh, the part that made me cry of this book was, you know, Alex shows up at the palace. He, he's there with Henry. He's there supporting him and they're, you know, sitting there and they kind of talk through things and it's, I love how he he knocks on the door and B opens it with a guitar. And she's going to like smack him across the head because she thinks it's Philip. And she it's like, I told you to go away. B is, I love B. She, she again has very Nora energy, very Nora vibes. And so, um, loved her and loved her protectiveness of, um, of Henry and her love for Alex. And they're just, I loved it. And so, you know, she, she's like, finally you're here. I was going to, I was about to like swim across the sea to go get you. She was like, I'm glad you're here, and so they kind of talk a little bit, and Henry finally, you know, falls asleep, and she has this conversation with Alex, and she says, "He's like, is he? Tell me how he really is. Like, is he actually okay? Is he actually fine?" And and she's like, "No," and he's like, "She's like, well, obviously, she's like, I know he's not fine with everything that happens, but there's something else, there's something else that's bothering him," and she goes, "Oh, honey, he misses dad," and I. <laughs> broke down. This whole scene was so heartbreaking and so beautiful. And she talks about how being at a young age and knowing what the bottom of your emotions is, but then losing a parent or losing a foundation like that, and then having it rocked to where you will hit such a rock bottom that it's so, the depths of it are unknown. And it's so terrible, especially at such a young age. Because you're not, you don't have the emotions and stuff to prepare for that. And so she's like, he misses dad and he's always going to miss dad. And this is always going to be a sadness in him. And this is a part of who he is. And this is always going to be something that he's struggles with. And she's like, and if you can't handle that, you need to leave now. And he's like, no, I love every, He's like, I love everything about him, you know? And she's like, I love him. I love him on purpose. And I was just like, tears, so many tears. And she's just, he's she's like, I've, seriously, he's like, he's like, I, I've never, I haven't been through anything like that. He says, voice rough, but I've always felt it in him. There's this side of him that's unknowable. He takes a breath. But the thing is, jumping off cliffs is kind of my thing. That's the choice. I love him with all of that because of all of that on purpose. I love him on purpose. And I was just, <laughs> i was in tears man i was oh my heart in that moment was just like oh they're i they're everything
0: i think the warm and fuzzy for me was when she opened the curtain and there was like all this alex and henry stuff and i was like wow this is so like profound and phenomenal for like their development as a couple and how we hoped it like this was all gonna end as far as like the positive feedback and you know, it's a book and all that stuff, but it was just so beautiful. And it's like, wow, that one was one of those ones where it's like, you kind of feel your like throat catch and you're like, wow, like this is, and it was so powerfully written. And the other part, I think for me was kind of at the ending. I think this is the way for everyone. And she ended it so beautifully, but when they win Texas and he's like, get on the bikes, we're going to like go. And I was like, oh my gosh, that one was a good one for me too, where I was like, to know that feeling of like fighting for something so hard and then to win it was written so well. Like everybody knows that feeling. Hopefully (laughs) I hope for you, like mentally, that you know, the feeling of like working really hard for something and fighting for something. And then against all odds, getting it or just in general, getting it. And so I think that part was so beautiful. And then he like pulls him onto the stage and is like, take a picture with me. That for me was like, Ooh, I was like, there might be a little condensation in the eye area but like, I definitely didn't cry. It was just, that was the warm and fuzzies for me when he won Texas and you're, you know, you knew it was going to happen, but, um, and he like pulls him on stage for the family photo, but I really liked the ending of all of this and them campaigning and talking about that and going to set up the campaign and um, in their hometown in Texas and having that kind of terrible feeling where she's worried that she's not going to win the second election. It all comes out that, um, Richardson, her competitor was the one who leaked all the photos and that there was some anonymous source that like called him out on it. And we haven't figured out who the anonymous source is yet, but people are still voting for him. And this is so political. Like that was a really good idea of, you know, what politics are nowadays. Yeah. They would vote for, still continue to vote for him. People who don't like her, don't like her ideals and stuff like that. And so I thought that was really good. You know, you're like a nail biter toward all the way to the end here. And they're talking about how he won Nevada and he won Montana. And the only thing that will The is the swing state is Texas. Uh, And we kind of felt that in real life in this last election. I think Arizona was a bit of a swing state and they're a big state, you know? And so it's like we kind of felt that in this election and how all of this was going to go. So I think this one hit really close to home as far as like reading all of this went. Her like political conversations were super accurate. And then they talk and say Texas is the last one. And Henry shows up right before that happens. And I was like, there, it was just beautiful. The ending was so chef's kiss it was just well written he takes him back to his house and puts the key in the door and says like this is my child at home that i've been wearing around my neck essentially my whole life yeah um since we moved and i just thought this was this was a kirsten ending she loves it you like interpret it it how you will
1: it was so great because you know obviously henry shows up for you know the 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 decision and everything like that and um he tells Alex, he's like, yeah, I bought a brownstone, I'm moving to New York, because he took over all of, Pez has a lot of, like, um, LGBTQ, like, shelters and things like that for, um, like, LGBTQ plus youth or you know, people, and so um, Henry has kind of taken over that, and he's running those, well, he's based out of New York, so he's like, I'm going to New York, like, at least we'll be in the same continent, and um, Alex hasn't told him yet, but he took the LSAT, and he passed, and he's going to go to NYU, and so he's like, he just it has this like moment of like picturing, you know, waking up in the morning and making breakfast with Henry and being in the same time zone and being together and actually, and it was so beautiful. It was just so beautifully written. And I just, so much. I will have to say again, Sean and Zara. I love that. I love them so much. All of the characters, every single one of them, every side character, Alex, Henry, um their parents, their, I mean, I just have, I love them all so much. It was so funny because I um, I was on a, I was watching a live. Jenna was doing, uh, Lose a Thousand Lives was doing a live uh, a couple of days ago. And this was, um, she was talking about, they were, someone asked a question about crossover couples. If you could choose two people or one person from two different books and like have them be a couple what would you choose and she goes she chose a different couple but she was like i would also love if alex and henry read the raven boys and fell in love with adam and ronan and fell in love with ronan as much as we
0: are and i was like oh my gosh (laughs) i die i die every time they are (laughs) that would be the ultimate mashup of books ever I love Jenna. Jenna, shout out to you because you come up with the best ideas. But I agree. They would be such a dynamic. What a what a vibe. I I love that. What yeah, are your so, kind of final thoughts on the book?
1: Oh, so think, Star Rating is out of this world. Um, absolutely love it. Uh 1000%, five, 15, 20,000 out of like out of five. I've I love this book so much. Um and I just I love the characters, loved how they played, like how they how their arcs developed, how um, there was politics in it, but it wasn't the main focus of everything. It just, it blended so beautifully. Everything just blended so beautifully. I just, I loved it so much. I just, I loved it so much. There, I literally have nothing bad to say about it. I love um, it so much. Is, I do. I do. Yeah. I just love the dynamic of the characters. I love how they you know, the found family, this like found family moment where Alex realizes he has friends and it was just so beautiful. And Henry really coming into his own and really, um, being that strong leader. Um, and just, just love it. Love it so much.
0: What about you? No words, Kirsten it's no words. Uh, this was definitely a five out of five for me, if not 14 out of five or 4,000 out of five, it was so good. That's like that warm and fuzzy, this book, like, I don't know if it would like emotionally wrecked me, but it was definitely one of those ones that brings up a ton of emotions. And I love that. Like I said earlier in this episode, this has been an emotional whiplash of a week. And this one left me like on the verge of tears for the rest of the afternoon. I was just like, wow, what a heartwarming book. And we'd never read that. And like, I just finished Woman in the Window where it doesn't end so heartwarmingly. And it was just, I was, it was a lot. I was really overwhelmed. It was so beautifully written. I appreciate all the representation in it. You know, for me, this hits close to home for my friends and like the things i experienced in my life and, you know, going through all these things. And so it was really refreshing to read the progress we've made. I think overall generationally millennials, the stuff that we've done and the acceptance that we've given, this is not a political campaign. I, I, I have no insight into this. I am just like a generic white girl who likes boys, but I, we really love the progress that's like been made. And it's so beautiful to read about this kind of stuff. And uh, you know, Kirsten kind of mentioned this in her, personal Instagram, but she did a pride stack and we were talking about all the books. And I was like, I have so many, and I didn't even realize it. And they're mainstream. They're ridiculously popular. It's just wonderful. And it's been pride month is all the time. It's not just a month and the like love and interaction inclusivity and all the things that have like come from bookstagram. And I am not really on book talk, but like bookstagram these last few weeks has been just phenomenal. And it's only getting better from here. And I love to see you know, all the support and things like that for LGBTQ+. And this was a chef's kiss to a beautiful Pride Month, I think.
1: Yeah, I loved it. I I thought, you know, like you said, we were trying to decide a a book that we really liked and we thought was very, um, would be representative of, you know, our feelings or just, there's just, this was, I feel like this was a perfect book to kind of talk about. You see it all over the internet. You see a lot of reviews. Um, I haven't heard anyone that's done like an episode on it. So this is kind of a, this has been fun to kind of talk about it and really kind of hash it out. And uh, I love it. I just, it just, my heart was so full. I have no words. I mean, really, my heart was just so full after reading this book. I spent hours after (laughs) looking at fan art. Like I just, I did not want it to end. And I just, it makes me so happy, the warm and fuzzies and just all of it. I loved it. Um, like you said, Pride Month isn't just a month. It's always, you know, love is love. And you and I, again, I, both of us, we are <laughs> cisgender white girls who love, who love men. But at the same time, you know, both you and I have a lot of friends and a family who are a part of the LGBTQ plus community. And I love all of you. Love, you know, love is love for me reading this book just it's amazing the things that come out of books like these and just the I have no words I just I can't I I just I can't put it into words honestly how um this book made me feel and um the love that I have for it and yeah I love you all (laughs) love love that is the main theme love
0: yes this was a I also have no words I just I'm obsessed with her writing I'm obsessed with the style, the characters, the development, everything. This was a phenomenal read. If you haven't read Red, White, and Marrow Blue, and you listen all the way through this episode, I'm not really sure what you're doing. But thank you for the support. If you haven't read it, pick it up right now. Um, I'm really excited. I'm going to start one last stop, hopefully at the end of this month. So I'm interested to see how that continues on. So I'm excited to read that one. Same really cute, quirky cover. I'm excited to see what else she comes out with and all those sorts of things. If you guys have any really good... Pride LGBTQ plus recommendations for us. We would love to do like another episode. If you guys have any suggestions or recommendations for that, let us know. Do we have any fun announcements? No obscure book recommendation because this is a bonus episode and we're running very low.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, uh, nothing. No other, no other uh, announcements. We have some some pretty great uh, bonus episodes coming up with some wonderful uh, special guests that we're really excited about. So stay tuned for those. Um, one coming out next week so very excited about that we're continuing on with the throne of glass series so thank you all for sticking through it with us on that one it's been fun and thank you for joining us this week um listening to us just gush over alex and henry and red white and royal blue it is is perfection i this is definitely going to definitely be a book that's a comfort read for me and i will be reading it like five times a year. So yeah,
0: this is a really good one. I don't know if it's I my TBR is too long to have comfort reads anymore. <laughs> what is a comfort read? Um, <laughs> that oh, you feel about this book is how I feel about Addie LaRue. So that's very fair. If you guys are not following us, sub- please subscribe to the podcast. Please follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the Bookish Manager Podcast. Everything will be linked below in the show notes. So you can go ahead and click on that and head over. And um, our personal Instagrams are linked there as well. We see this like every episode, but just in case you haven't listened to every episode. Um, follow us along on bookstagram and booktalk if you guys have any suggestions or questions or feedback or anything you want to share go ahead and message us leave us a nice five star review and we honestly love all of you and i hope you guys enjoyed our super fun pride bonus episode
1: it was fun it was again pick it up it's a great book please read it i love it so we love you all love is love sorry pippin agrees pippin is seconding that motion Love is love. We love you all. And we hope you have a wonderful rest of Pride Month and rest of the year. So throwing this out there, my DMs are always open. Tatiana's DMs are always open. If you guys ever need to talk about anything ever, we are here. So we love you. We support you. Um we want you all to be happy and to love. That's all that's all we want for everyone. So um we hope you all have a wonderful and safe rest of pride, a wonderful and safe rest of the month. So thankful for you guys joining us with this episode and um we love you all yeah bye Bye -bye. (laughs) thank you for listening to the bookish banter podcast this week we would appreciate it if you would subscribe and leave a five-star review thank you once again and we'll see you all next week